It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thanking you for spending your Christmas Eve or your Christmas Day with us. And heck, if you listen to this podcast twice, then you are now officially my favorite listener to the Locked On Thunder podcast. Quick programming note along those lines. We will not podcast on Christmas Day. Yeah, I know the Thunder have a huge game that day against the Houston Rockets. um, But because of family obligations, and I'm sure you've got them as well, we're not going to be able to podcast. And we will do our best to make sure that this is an evergreen podcast so you can listen to it either on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day and still feel like it's fresh, even if you're listening to it after the Houston Rockets game. I'll do my best because I do have to talk about that loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves that that happened on Sunday night, but I'll maybe I'll do a maybe I I'll try and do it in a way that make you feel like ah this isn't, you know, when you're listening on Christmas Day this isn't old information. I'll attempt. So we'll talk about Alex Abrinas. Uh where is this guy mentally? Cuz yesterday he had another chance to hit a big shot, did not do it. And what does Billy Donovan say about that whole situation? What did he tell me last night about Alex, about Russell Westbrook, about Russ passing to Alex Sabrinas and and what that says about Russell Westbrook, maybe what that says about the Thunder organization. Also, um, conversation came up last night in the locker room after the game with some members of the media. And there's one particular member of the media that, that gets, and for whatever reason, I don't ever get these tweets from, from fans at Locked on Thunder, um, at Locked on Thunder. But tweet me, I'm, I'm more than willing to take these tweets. People talking about that as a bad loss for Oklahoma City. Well, what is a bad loss in the NBA? What exactly is a bad loss? What is a good loss in the NBA? It's something that needs a little bit of defining And I'll tell you where the mentality sort of comes from, at least here in Oklahoma City. And if you're not a a Thunder fan and you listen to this to keep up with with 
you know, if you're you're a, a fan of another NBA team, you're listening to this, keep it up. I'll sort of explain the Oklahoma mentality, which I've done before, but we'll delve into it again. Steven Adams says he doesn't care about the All-Star game. I'll tell you why I'm not buying that. We'll also tell you how you can vote in the All-Star game. And Christmas versus Thanksgiving. What is the better holiday for sports fans? I have I have a dream. <laughs> I didn't know maybe that's a bad way to put it, but I have a vision of what I want Christmas Day to start to look like around America. And it's just a matter of getting people to adapt some of the things that they're doing on Thanksgiving to doing on Christmas. We get into all that on the Locked on Thunder podcast. My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Also, News Radio 1000 KTOK. I've covered the Thunder now for. Five and a half years, five and a quarter years. Where are we? Thirty games into the season, so we're not quite halfway through the season yet, or we're just a little over thirty games into the season. I'm a credentialed member of the media, and if you like what you hear, the best place to uh, get all these podcasts are LockedOnThunder.com. Plus, we have video and audio from players and coaches. We have pre and post game video from last night's game against Minnesota. So, if you have not heard Billy Donovan talk. Uh, about last night's game, you can do so. You can also listen to Jeremy Grant and Russell Westbrook. We did not get Paul George last night. He decided to spend some time in the cold tub and decided that, uh, hey, he had better things to do. But, hey, it's fine with me, man. You don't have to talk to us. All right, so here we are, Locked on Thunder podcast. And segment number one today, I want to talk a little bit about what is a bad loss in the NBA because as fans – we get very reactional. Wins, lo- wins, losses, whatever the situation is, we're so emotionally attached to the team, and I'm no different than you. I mean, that, that game on Saturday night against the Jazz was as an exhilarating a, a win as the Thunder have had all year long. And the Thunder were able to remain in first place with that win, take that into Sunday night's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, and we could all look around and high-five each other and talk about how Oklahoma City's overachieving and all the expectations that maybe we had this year are finally going to pay off and yada, yada, yada. And then there comes last night, where the NBA, no doubt, sits these kind of scenarios up. Because this is really what the NBA wants. When you play a back-to-back and you're on the road for one, you're at home from another, you're not, I don't, I don't care what Billy Donovan says and said this to me before the game that, hey, they're professionals, guys know what they need to work on, it's a back-to-back, they're just going to, they're going to get out and they perform. I don't think there's any way you can be your absolute best after getting an emotional late, late win over a team, flying back, waiting an hour to get on the court there's just no way you can. Physically, you can't be fresh. And the NBA sets it up that way because what it will do is it will create drama. It will create games for us to talk about like we're doing now. And I don't have a problem with that. And I don't want to hear players complain about the schedule. I don't want to hear coaches complain about the schedule because everybody has to go through it. It's just the way that the association works. You're playing a team that had won two road games all year long last night, and you lose that game to Minnesota, and the reaction is, man, gosh, that is just a bad loss. They're not a playoff team. They don't play well on the road. You had your opportunities to win it. You didn't close it out, and yada, yada, yada. Well, it's a loss. <laughs> it really is. They, they, Minnesota is still an NBA team, still have some talent, even if they don't have 
Jimmy Butler anymore, even if Derrick Rose isn't playing. Those are guys that can still perform at a high level, and the Thunder were a little bit off last night. Bad loss, though. Is it truly what I would call a bad loss? First of all, I don't think there are necessarily any good losses. That's the John Madden. That's the John Madden philosophy, is that there are no good losses. Nothing really good comes out of it, but you, you learn to work on your mistakes, but you can learn to work on them in a win. Like Billy Donovan was pointing out, it's like, hey, don't get so caught up in a win that you think that you played perfectly because the, the Thunder certainly didn't against the Jazz and don't get so beaten down on a loss because you may not have played that bad. Although I don't think the Thunder played great last night and the third quarter was extremely sloppy getting outscored 33-17. to 17. But when it comes to the NBA, it's not like there is a committee. And I think some of this mentality comes from Oklahoma City being such a college market, being with football and basketball, there's no committee that decides whether or not you get into the NBA playoffs or not. There's no committee that decides your seating. It is strictly on record. And yes, there are times when it can come down to tiebreakers. But if you have a better record than the team that is behind, if you have a better record, if you're fighting it out, for third place, fourth place, first whatever, and your record is just one better than the team below you, then you're going to get that spot. It's not as if a committee is going to look at it and go, well, uh, on December the the 23rd, the Thunder lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they had only won two home, they had only won two road games coming into that matchup, so we're going to go ahead and put the Thunder down at the third seed, and we're going to move Golden State up to the two. That's not the way it works in the NBA. It's it's so like Major League Baseball. You're going to lose to bad teams. It's going to happen night in, night out. And what I say with the NBA is don't look at one specific game. Look at a swath of games. Look at a four, five, you know, sample size worth of games to, to decide or figure out just exactly where a team is in that particular season. Even in Major League Baseball... Teams fly from the East Coast to the West Coast all the time and vice versa and find themselves getting swept and getting swept to bad teams even though they're a a much more superior team going out there. Things just happen. Drives owners crazy, drives fans crazy, but sometimes it's just something that you have to live with. And what I look at last night's game with, with the Oklahoma City Thunder, I actually took some positives out of it and not to sit here and be a sunshine pumper. But one positive I took out of it is that Oklahoma City still trusts Alex Abrinas. I don't trust Alex Abrinas. I, I I see his defense is good, but his offense is really taking a hit over these last couple, couple of years. But for locker room culture and for you to get along and even remotely have a chance to accomplish your goals this year, if you're the Thunder, which have to be to get to a Western Conference Finals, considering how things are starting to play out in the NBA Western Conference, every player on that team, whether it's true or not, whether Sam Presti has another idea for them or Sam or Sam Presti really thinks that they're a member of that team, have got to feel like they're trusted. You, you have to, because if somehow you lose a guy mentally, you're screwed. Because you may not be able to get rid of him and get what you need in return, And you still need them going out there night after night, giving you their absolute best. Billy Donovan has not lost lost trust in Alex Abrinas. Neither has Russell Westbrook. And it was evident last night. One, that was the only play. When the defense collapsed around Russ, 
Abrinas was there. Billy Donovan said it was the right play. It was an open look. Alex Abrinas just has to hit that shot the way that he needed to in New Orleans. When you get the opportunity to take an open shot, you're an NBA caliber player. You're expected to hit it. And this is twice now that Alex Abrinas hasn't hit it. Now, to Billy Donovan's credit, he's not lambasting him in the media over this situation, which is good. Privately, behind closed doors, he and Sam Presti may be having all sorts of talks. They may be even having talks with Russell Westbrook. And if that is the case, it's still Russell's job to make sure that Alex Abrinas and everybody else on that team knows that you trust him. And I also believe that Russ's trust in teammates is just making him that much of a better player. And, and most of the for, for most of this year, most of his teammates have proven that they can be trusted. And Alex Sabrinas just has to figure out how to get over that hump. And if he can't figure out how to get over that hump, it won't be until maybe later in the season that you start to see him play. I still kind of wonder about Terrence Ferguson's illness last night. Only playing seven minutes in that game. Uh was a tough game for Terrence Ferguson. I, and again, the Thunder, the Thunder is such a tight-lipped organization. If there's anything else going on with Terrence Ferguson, they're not gonna tell us. And I can sit here and I can speculate all day long, but part of me feels like that's being irresponsible. <laughs> and I and I won't do it. But what I what I see out of this team, even with that shot last night, what it has told me about this team and keeps just more than anything re-emphasizing is that they're way more cohesive than they've been in a couple of years. They're getting along, and for the most part, they all seem to really be on the same page. You don't get the feeling that there, if there are any factions with inside the Oklahoma City Thunder, if there are any cliques that are threatening this locker room, it's not bubbling to the surface. And the guys who are the leaders in that locker room seem to have things well under control. And that would be Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Steven Adams. They've got their finger on these guys, and they're not going to let anything happen to disrupt what they can accomplish this season. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up in segment number two, I'll tell you why I think Steven Adams is lying. It's all right here on LOT. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. We also have an episode of Locked on Sooners that is dropped, and both podcasts are taking Christmas Day off. But 
we've got a great library of back podcasts. If you haven't listened to them, you can, and you can do so so easily, especially if you get a smart speaker for Christmas. The first thing you should do if you get a brand new smart speaker, be it Google or Alexa, just say, Alexa, play the Locked On Thunder podcast, or hey, Google, play the Locked On Sooners podcast. It's the easiest and best way to get all the Locked On podcasts from the Locked On Podcast Network. It is your team every day, and there's LockedOnPodcast.com where you can subscribe, Apple iTunes where you can subscribe, Spotify, and Stitcher. It's all part of the same network, local experts talking about the biggest stories every single day. One of the big stories is the NBA All-Star Game, which is right around the corner, and voting for the All-Star Game begins on Christmas Day. So you get that new smart speaker, uh, especially if you get the Google you can go to Google Talk, uh, Google Talk NBA All-Star, and you can submit your vote for 10 different players every single day. You can do it once a day, every single every single day, right up until the voting stops. You can vote on the NBA app. There's NBA.com. There are all sorts of ways you can vote for NBA players. And one guy that Oklahoma City Thunder fans are definitely going to be voting for this year is Steven Adams. In fact... I wouldn't be surprised to see a groundswell of Oklahoma City Thunder fans doing everything they can to get Steven Adams into the All-Star game because it's time. The dude has definitely earned a spot in the All-Star game this year, being as consistent as he is, drawing the toughest matchups. Look, we all know what Steven Adams does. Now, he says he doesn't care about the All-Star game, but Steven Adams is lying to you. And how do I know he's lying? Well, one, I would imagine that there are bonuses in his contract tied to getting into the All-Star game, and everybody likes money. Anytime you can get money, then hey, you're gonna want you're gonna you're gonna want that money. Anytime there's free money on the table, which that's in a sense what this is, even though it's earned, if you can get that money, your life can become a whole lot better for you. So number one, there's money. Two, whether Steven Adams. And, and, and Steven Adams will never come out and publicly say this, at least not while he's playing, maybe when he's retired. Steven Adams wants to be acknowledged as one of the best centers in the game. And how could you not want to be acknowledged as one of the best at what you do professionally? Steven Adams has that opportunity to be acknowledged as one of the best players in the, in the NBA by being elected to the All-Star game. And it's, it's one, it's putting a stamp of validation on his career. Steven Adams really doesn't need that because at least in NBA circles, his career is validated. But this is finally now, this is the outside world starting to acknowledge how good Steven Adams is. And that being said, while Oklahoma City fans know, while players know, we now get to find out just how much the outside world is starting to appreciate this guy's game. He's starting to get more run on your NBA TV shows, on your TNT shows. People are talking about Steven Adams a lot more, but now it's time to see who the fans think deserve to go to the NBA All-Star game. And I I like, I, for the All-Star game, the, the way I look at it, and I'm not a big fan of All-Star games in general because I also believe that players have lost the luster to want to play in them. NBA might, might be the NBA actually might be the last All-Star game that players really want to play in because you get most NBA players who are going to play basketball on their days off anyway. But I I I look at it as a game for the fan. 
And the fans should have whoever they want in this game. And hopefully, for Steven Adams' sake, it's not just us here in Oklahoma City that wants to see him. It's everybody else in the NBA that wants to see him. And, and certainly, I think if he's there, he's going to be one of the first guys picked by whosoever team they decide they decide it is by the top votes. Um, be interesting to see if Kevin Durant is one of those guys that that ultimately gets the uh, gets the top vote, but. This is such, it's such a good thing for him, and it's a good thing for brand and marketing and everything else. And the other thing that it does is it more than solidifies there's a new big three in Oklahoma City, and we've ushered into a whole new era that we didn't know we were going to have. But it's finally time to embrace it and realize that the big three are here, and hopefully all three are going to stay healthy for a while because all three are locked up for quite a bit of time. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT, we're going to talk about Christmas versus Thanksgiving. Why I will take Jesus' birthday over Thanksgiving. Well, that's coming up next. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. We have another episode of Locked on Sooners that is published, and hopefully you'll check that out, especially if you get the smart speaker for Christmas. So if you get a Google or you get Alexa, you can say, hey, Google, play Locked on Sooners. Alexa, play Locked on Thunder. And they'll do that for you. The podcasts are all right there, and they're available at LockedOnPodcast.com. And where else? Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Yeah, they're all right there. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hopefully you have a a Merry Christmas. As the Thunder get ready to play the Houston Rockets, all due respect to Santa. Rockets, Thunder to me, are the premier matchup that day. Not the Warriors and LeBron, but then again, I'm being a total homer on this. I don't really care what the Lakers or the Warriors do on that on Christmas Day, I just want to see the Thunder win, especially since that loss against since that loss against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves happened. I'd like to see the Thunder go out on the road and get a big win against a Houston team that is starting to show that they may actually be getting their act back together. But Christmas is the NBA showcase, and they have taken ownership of this day. And essentially, what we have had happen is the NBA takes Christmas, the NFL takes Thanksgiving. Or football in general takes Thanksgiving because there's some really good college football games that day or some rivalry games, and I know there'll be some bowl games on Christmas. But that's sort of the agreement. NFL will take Christmas off. NBA will take control of it. The only bad thing about the Thunder game being at 2 o'clock Central Time is that's right around when the Christmas nap's supposed to be because you've either gone to the in-laws or you've gotten the parents, you've gotten settled, the presents are open, you've usually had lunch, and that two o'clock is like just perfect time for a nap. You wake up at four, and then you're energized to watch the rest of the day's NBA action. So I'll have to postpone the Christmas nap till after the Thunder game, but I think I can live with that for 
one particular day. Still, the one thing you don't have on Christmas, at least not in my family, is everybody getting around the TV to watch because the difference between Christmas and Thanksgiving is that Christmas usually doesn't come with one central location, especially when you're married because everybody has everybody's pulling on you to show up at, at their particular house. And, and when you have kids, it gets even worse because it's, hey, come here, hey, come here, well, we've got this, well, we bought them this, and what happens is you sort of float in and out of NBA games. Uh, maybe you have to listen on the radio to some of them, but you never really get the chance to just sit down and watch a full 48 minutes of basketball. And my dream, my vision, is that the NBA, which LeBron says he's now played on 13 Christmases, so the NBA's been doing it at least 13 years. My vision for the NBA is this, is that at some point, because it is getting so big, and Christmas Day is for a lot of people who don't realize you're 30-plus games into the season, this is their first time to really watch the NBA, is that eventually we get a central location for Christmas, a place where you know you're going to be all day, so you can watch those games the way you do football. We do it on Thanksgiving because nobody wants to drive after eating half a turkey and three bowls of dressing. But Christmas, it's, okay, open the presents, we'll have a little food. All right, now we're on to aunt and uncle's house. Now we're on to, to, to mom and dad's or grandma's and grandpa's or whatever the situation. Let's just all get located. Let's all find a place to go, a place where we can be happy and, and just take in what the NBA is. And the NBA has been doing this for a lot longer than even that 13 years. I think they've been doing it for quite some time. They've kind of made Christmas Day. They've experimented with it and just gotten it down. But that's what I want. The central location for everybody to gather around and the NBA become just as important in people's watching lives as the NFL is. Will it get that way? Yeah, I really do think that eventually people are going to want to watch the NBA more than the NFL. It's just going to take a rough estimate probably about another 20, 20 or so years. But Adam Silver keeps doing the right thing. You keep promoting the right players like LeBron James and Russell Westbrook and, and, and Paul George and, and, and even Steph Curry. And you keep having these guys have spectacular seasons. Then, yes, you're going to see even maybe... Some fans who are not as into it eventually start coming around and understanding just what a great product the association is. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Wishing you a very safe, merry, and non-argumentative Christmas. And then um, we'll be back on Wednesday. Taking tomorrow off, we'll be back on Wednesday. And also, everybody love everybody. And then, of course, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.